who are you, who, who, who are you? As an exercise professional, one of the things that we talk about is exercise, of course, because we are professionals who specialize in exercise. And of course, we talk about food. Now, you might not, and I'm very uh, hesitant to ever talk about food, but a lot of exercise professionals, fitness instructors, personal trainers will talk about food. So could there be a really important fundamental foundation question, which is what is your philosophy on food and exercise? Who are you when it comes to food and when it comes to exercise? What do you stand for? Maybe what would you die for? What are your core values? What are your non-negotiable standards? And are you living what you believe uh, at a level of excellence consistently? And I ask that question because uh, there's a lot of information in the world about food and exercise, yes? <laughs> and if you are giving out information, and I'm, and I'm not gonna, this is not a personal thing for you, it's a personal thing for me. If I'm, uh, as an educator particularly, I have an international college for fitness professionals, for exercise professionals, uh, what, who am I, what do I stand for, and am I living that example? And it's a really important question for me, a very personal one, and one that I have been very committed to living every single day of my life. So I'm, I don't know any, in fact, I've never met anybody else like me, and if, if you are this person, well, let's have a chat. Uh, I haven't missed a day of exercise since I was 10 years of age. Now, the first three years of my exercising life, so from 10 to 13, I was doing really stupid exercises because I didn't know any better. So I was doing donkey kicks and side leg raises and sit-ups and crunches and all silly things on the floor. Human body doesn't function that way. But I didn't know any better. But now, 40 plus years as an exercise professional, when I say that, obviously I've learned a lot over that period of time. What kind of professional would I be if I hadn't? Uh, and have my philosophies changed? Yes, because I've been learning. So that's a great question. Are we learning every day? And are we applying what we've learned so that we keep getting better and better at what we do? And it's an interesting question when it comes to uh, what are your philosophies on eating and exercise? What do you stand for and why? Because uh, is it possible that there are a lot of people who are just regurgitating other people's opinions? They've become the expert in somebody else's opinion. And if you ask them the uh, why and how, why are you doing this and how does it work? Or why would you want me to do, it, do this and how does it work? From the fundamentals of anatomy and physiology and how the human body systems work... Uh, it's a little bit embarrassing because there's a lot of people who don't actually know why. They've got a very strong opinion about how to eat and how to exercise, but they've got nothing to back it up with except I learned that off a social media guru or I read it in a magazine or that's what I learned at my course. That's my least favorite one, of course, because I have uh, a top-level education. Uh, I'm a top-level education provider for exercise, and I hate it when people say, oh, I do that because that's what I learned in my course. Because at Max, we're really committed to not telling people what to think, but teaching people how to think for themselves. And of course, when, that, when it comes to eating and exercise, that process is, of course, anatomy and physiology. What's the body made of and how does it work? And something that I'm personally very proud of is the more I've learned about the human body, the more I've adapted and changed my personal philosophies on eating and exercise. Now, uh, what I believe about my, or my personal beliefs about eating and exercise are completely irrelevant, of course, because 
the clients that I have, the people that trust me for the best information, is it possible that it's not what I believe, it's what anatomy and physiology would then provide them with? What's the best way for each individual person to eat and each individual person to exercise, not what or how I do it? Because I have a different lifestyle to everybody else, don't you? Uh, and isn't it interesting that there are a lot of people who, who preach and teach and tell and show people how to eat and exercise based on their lifestyle. So if you're a single person and you have a, uh, let's say you're an exercise professional that has 20 clients a week, so you're only working maybe 15, 20 hours a week, uh, and then you start preaching and teaching and telling somebody who works 60 hours a week who's got four children how to eat and exercise, uh, does that seem a little bit, um, well, to me that seems like silliness, yeah? Because I haven't found out about the person that's in front of me. So... There's two parts to this question. Who are you when it comes to your philosophies of eating and exercise? And why did you come up with those philosophies? Uh, and when I ask people that question, and again, I ask myself this question, Rowie, why do you believe that? Uh, you eat this way, you exercise this way, you put these practices into your life. Why? Is it based on your past, your religion, what your mum said, what somebody said in a course, what a book said, what a social media person said? And we're, we're bombarded with information on a day-to-day -day basis. But could it be a really important thing as an exercise professional that we ask those personal questions? I eat this way because, and I exercise this way because, rather than, uh, well, I just, this is just what I do. What are the reasons? And um, this is something a little bit complicated for me and a little bit difficult because uh, I don't, with all of my clients, I've never, ever delivered information about food or exercise you should eat this way and you should exercise this way based on what I do I've never done that and the reason for that is I really understand and I hope that all exercise professionals at one stage get this uh, that every single person sitting in front of us is a unique individual uh, we seem to the the profession seems to lump people into groups. Well, that person needs to lose weight, and that person's an elite runner, and that person wants to put on, or these people want to put on muscle size, and these people do group group exercise, and these people go to the gym, rather than this is John, and this is Cheryl, and this is Andrew, and this is Susie, and this is James. These are individual people who have different lifestyles and different likes and dislikes when it comes to food and exercise. And should we be basing their eating and exercise plan on their lifestyle, on their likes and dislikes, not what we believe? So uh, for me to share what, the way I live my life and why I live it is something that I've, I don't do and I've never done and, and I'm, I'm very hesitant to do it. But I'm sharing this with you because uh, if we don't live uh, what we preach or believe, uh, if we if we have a strong opinion about something, but we're not living it, uh, and I'll use another example, it's easy to say, well, I lost 10 kilos or I lost 30 kilos or I'm really fit and strong or I'm a lead athlete and this is the way I think you should eat and exercise and we preach it, people. But how long have we done that for? Uh, there's a lot of people who have lost 30 kilos and they become the exercise, uh, exercise uh, expert. Uh, I know how to lose weight because I lost 30 kilos and this is how you should do it. Uh, there's a challenge with that, of course, if you put the weight back on again. And often people that put the weight back on again still have the same opinion about how to lose weight and, and get into shape. But it obviously didn't work because they put the weight back on again. And I use that as a, a very important example because uh, 
could it be a really good idea as an exercise professional is to, what do you want? What's the specific thing that you want to do with your body? Then what do you want to do for the rest of your life? A a different question. Uh, If you've got a short-term goal, what's your next goal and what's your long-term goal? I'm really challenged as an exercise professional with six-week challenges, eight-week challenges, 12-week challenges. And I understand that they work and there's people that have lost weight and got into great shape and got healthy on a six-week or eight-week or 12-week challenge. But what about 12 months? What about 12 years? Uh, As I always ask, (laughs) uh, have you picked a weight, picked a size, picked an energy level and maintained that for the rest of your life, not this, which is what I call a yo-yo? And I really don't want people to live a yo-yo lifestyle. How about you? What does it do to your headspace if you lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight? Get fit, get become unfit, get fit, become unfit. Do a bit of exercise, stop exercising. Get really fit and strong, stop exercising and stop being fit and strong. It's one of those classic uh, questions around Christmas time, Easter time, holiday time where people stop exercising or if they're under stress or under pressure, they stop exercising. Uh, I always am very challenged by that because, for example, do you still brush your teeth? Do you still eat food? Do you still have a shower even though you're under stress? Uh, you're on holidays, you're busy, you've got stuff going on in your life. If you are an exercise professional and you specialize in exercise, what is our philosophy on do I still exercise when I'm stressed? Do I still exercise when I'm busy? Do I still exercise when I'm on holidays? Do I still exercise? What is my routine? What is my belief? And that was my original question. Who are you when it comes to exercise and eating food? Why do you have those philosophies? And are we living and breathing those consistently day in, day out, long term? And that's, again, uh, I'm hesitant to share this, but I don't know many people, if any, that have exercised every single day of their life since the age of 10, and that's me. I have done that. I haven't missed a day of exercise. Now, some days have been shorter than others, and some days have been very long, hours and hours and hours of exercise. Uh, I've had, I've been a high-intense activity exerciser like I am now, which is about sprinting, get your breath back, sprinting, get your breath back. But I've also been the person that at one stage or one year, I ran two hours every day just to prove to myself that I could. Uh, I've been a marathon runner. I've done 17 half marathons. I used to teach 15 classes every week. Uh, But I've exercised every day of my life. So from a, if people look into my life and is this woman living what she preaches, uh, my answer is yes. I'm an exercise professional who's exercised every day of my life since I was 10. Uh, And I'm not asking you to do the same. What I'm asking is, please, if you have a philosophy, a core value, non-negotiable standards, uh, a level of belief in, in exercise, why do you believe that? How does it work for you? And is it working for you long term? Uh, that pick a weight, pick a size, pick an energy level and stay that way for the rest of your life. Um, one of the things I'm really proud of myself, I don't do this. I don't do this yo-yo thing. I've been around about the same, and I don't weigh myself, so I don't know, but I have clothes that I've, the same clothes that I had when I was 18. I'm now uh, a very old lady, and I still have clothes that, that fit me from when I was 18 years of age. It's been a very consistent uh 
same size, same weight, I presume, uh, same energy level, and gotten better as I've gotten older. I'm certainly much fitter and much stronger now as a very old lady than when I was at 20. Came in and I was only just joking about this uh, on Christmas Day. I did a workout, and I absolutely am stronger. On I was stronger after our 25th Christmas together than I was at our first Christmas together. I can do more chin-ups and more dips and heavier squats and the whole bit. I've gotten fitter and stronger as I've gotten older. Now I'm sharing that with you, not uh, I'm uncomfortable with it because if people say to me, Rowie, how do you exercise and how do you eat? Uh, it's never been about me. I'm not interested in telling people how I eat because it's not going to work for them. I'm not interested in telling people how I exercise because it's not going to work for them. What will work is let's pick how you like to eat and how you like to exercise, base that on how the human body works, the fundamentals of anatomy and physiology, and then let's customize and tailor a program to suit each individual person, not tell people what to eat because I eat that way or because I exercise that way. But as a leader, as an exercise professional, should we have, if people look into our life, should they see somebody who lives the example of whatever it is that we believe? Uh, and is it possible that there are a lot of people out there delivering information that if you saw them on a bad day or you saw them when they were stressed or you saw them when they were on holidays, that whatever they're preaching on social media might not be the same as the way that they're living their life. And that doesn't matter, of course. I have no, there's no, there's no judgment there. The challenge with that is that if, if you have clients if you have people paying you money, if you ha- if you are putting out there that you are an exercise professional and people should believe you, trust you, place energy, money and time into you as a professional, should they be able to trust and even demand that whatever it is that you believe in, you actually live that? So uh, this, <laughs> let's start with how do you eat and why do you eat that way? Is it based on anatomy and physiology and how the human body works or is it based on, it might be a religious persuasion, it might be a moral or ethical reason, it might be something that your mother taught you, it might be something you read in a magazine or you saw it on social media. But if you don't understand exactly why you eat the way that you do, should we understand why? Not to tell other people why, but because we are living something that we understand why we're doing it and could that be important? Uh, if you exercise a certain way, uh, is it safe? Is it effective? Is it the best exercise? Is it based on how the human body works? Or are you putting your body at risk? Uh, if, And I'm embarrassed of this, of course, because I spent a lot of my career doing stupid exercises because I didn't ask any questions. Uh, I came into a, into my career path at a very young age and I was overwhelmed by the experts in the exercise profession, the beautiful bodies and the people that have been doing it for 20 years and the people that had big gyms and lots of clients and lots of people in their classes. And I just presumed that they must know what they're talking about. So when they preached at me or told me something or I heard something at a fitness conference or I read something in a magazine, luckily for me there was no social media back then, I actually believed them. So I ended up doing stupid exercises that literally have destroyed every single one of the joints in my body. And I'm embarrassed about that because now as an old lady, I am very challenged about how how I can exercise. 
Interestingly, the safe, effective exercises are the exercises that I can do. Uh, I just have to be very careful with uh, not getting injured and, and keeping my joints safe. Whereas if I had been exercising from 10 years of age doing safe, effective exercises, I can't imagine. I reckon I'd be an Olympian. How about that? <laughs> so I'm asking you very personally, if you are an exercise professional, can you justify, not to other people, can you justify to yourself why you eat a certain way and why you exercise a certain way? So uh, as I always, I wish for other people, this this is a, a Yes, this is my personal philosophy on food, and I wish this for other people because for me it's common sense. Let's see how it sits with you. Uh, would it be nice if people could eat for pleasure and for performance or whatever they preferred? So some people just eat for performance uh, and some people just eat for pleasure. But unfortunately, some of the people that just eat for pleasure, uh, they don't then perform the way that they would like to. So wouldn't it be nice if we had an eating plan that gave us the pleasure that we wanted from food, if we wanted pleasure from food, so we enjoyed all the foods that we love. We don't eat any of the foods that we don't like. I can never understand that. Why would you eat food that you don't like? Now, I, I don't do that. That's my personal philosophy. I eat all the foods that I love, and I eat what I want, when I want, whenever I want, as much as I want, because I don't ever want to be on a diet. Now, I don't expect other people to be like that, but I'm asking from a personal perspective, would it be nice if we could have people live a life where food wasn't controlling their life, where they ate when they were hungry, they stopped eating when they were full, they loved their food, they got high performance from their food, and then they had a weight that they were happy with, a size that they were happy with, an energy level that they were happy with, they were performing at their best and they love what they see in the mirror, which is those four, four questions that I always ask. And perhaps that's a good thing to base your eating and exercise philosophy on. Do I perform at my best? Do I have a stack of energy? Do I love what I see in the mirror in and out of my clothes? And am I getting the results that I want from my eating and exercise plan? And I'll add the fifth one to that, which is long term. Not I get that for sometimes and not others. I'm, you know, I go on an eight-week diet and I get the result that I want and then I put the weight back on again. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about do I have a stack of energy? Do I perform at my best? Do I love what I see in the mirror? And am I getting the results that I want? And will that continue for the next 40, 50, 60 years? Will I be fabulous at 40, fantastic at 50, sexy at 60, sensational at 70, awesome at 80? Never give up at 90 and happy and healthy at 100 plus. And I always use that as an example because what's the point of having a stack of energy in a beautiful body at 20 and then being broken down and, and sick and frail and weak and unhealthy at 40, 50, 60? Because uh, some of the things that we that our profession does to people at 20 and 30, is it possible that it's setting them up for that? We're actually setting people up to be broken, to be overweight, to be sick and unhealthy when they're 40, 50, 60, 70. And I ask that very personally because I have to take responsibility for that. Because I didn't learn my anatomy, because I didn't learn my physiology, because I just listened to the, the industry experts rather than understanding for myself, why do I eat this way and why do I exercise this way? I then delivered that same information to other people. And I, I know I have people in my life that... Uh, sick because of me, they got injured because of me, they could have a disease because of me, they could be overweight because of me, they could have died because of me. Now, I've had thousands of clients, so I don't know specifically who they are, 
But when you give people information that they can't stick to for the rest of their life, that is too fanatical, it doesn't suit their lifestyle, they don't want to do it, but they do it for a short period of time to lose weight. They are the people that didn't maintain their eating and exercise plan for the rest of their life, so they don't have that happy, healthy, and 100 plus. They don't even dream that that's possible because they're already broken and busted by the time they're 40. I don't want to do that to anybody. How about you? So I'm asking this question very personally. Whatever eating plan you have, is it something that you can stick to for the rest of your life? Is it based on your lifestyle? Is it? Are you maintaining the same weight, the same energy level, the same performance level? Do you love what you see in the mirror? And will you be able to do that for the rest of your life? Your exercise plan, is there any risk at all of injury? And if I look back over my career, I'm embarrassed because most of the exercises I did until I started learning my anatomy and physiology, thank you, K-Man, who forced me to ask the questions, why are you doing that and how does it work? And if I don't know why I'm doing that, doing something, because I can't explain it simply, and if I don't know how the human body works because I don't understand my anatomy and physiology, my question to myself was, what right do I have to have an opinion? Now, I, everyone's got an opinion, of course. They're like bottoms. Everybody's got one. <laughs> but as a professional person, if I'm delivering information to people, and from a doctor's point of view, if I give out bogus information, I'm now liable for, I could get sued. There's, that's what happens to medical professionals. But my job as an exercise professional, my role as an exercise professional, is to make sure that people don't get sick and don't get injured and don't get diseased and they maintain mental, physical strength and positivity in a healthy, fit, strong body. So if I give something to somebody that is going to wreck their health, wreck, wreck their fitness, wreck their joints, screw up their brain in relationship to food, I think that I should be held responsible for that. And we're privileged perhaps in our profession that that hasn't happened but is it possible that it will? Is it possible that there will come a time when we have to justify everything that we do? We can't get up in a court of law and say, I gave that person that exercise program because I saw it on YouTube. I gave that person that exercise program because it was a nice little exercise program on TikTok. I think this is a great exercise program because a social media guru does it and they've got ripped abdominals. Could that be irresponsible? Should you and I as exercise professionals, who am I? What do I stand for? What would I die for? Do I know my stuff? If questioned, can I answer, yes, this is why we do this and this is how it works. These are the energy systems that exercise professionals are responsible for. And I have an in-depth understanding of how each one of those works in relationship to exercise. So I, as you know, I always ask the question, do I understand the skeletal system, the muscular system, the central nervous system, the endocrine system, the cardiovascular and respiratory system, the digestive system and the immune system in relationship to exercise. What does exercise do for each one of those things? Am I living the example, which means I would have strong muscles, strong bones, healthy heart and lungs. I'd have a healthy, strong, mentally tough brain uh, because I have a strong central nervous system and a strong hormonal endocrine system. Uh, my digestive system would be working effectively because the rest of my body is effective, which means what I'm putting into my digestive system for my body to work would, would be working effectively. And how often would I get sick? As an exercise professional, if I've got a healthy, fit, strong body, is it likely that I'm not going to get sick? And if I do pick up a germ or a bug, I'm going to have it for a really short period of time because my immune system is going to fight it. I'm going to get rid of it and it's very unlikely to come back. Uh, they are the things that I demand of myself as an exercise professional. 
Am I in great shape? Am I healthy, fit and strong? Am I mentally tough? Do I maintain all of that consistently and regularly throughout my life? And that's why I'm, I'm very proud to say to myself every day, I have exercised every day of my life since I was 10 and I'm getting better and fitter and stronger as I get older. Uh, my eating plan is eat what you want, Rowie, when you want. Eat for pleasure and for performance so you don't screw up your headspace. And I often uh, share that story. The one time in my life where I totally and completely screwed up my head when it came to food was when I competed in a bodybuilding shaping competition. To stand on stage in a bikini and have other people judge my body, it completely screwed up my head because I now had, a, had food controlling my life. I went to the 10 on the emotional eating scale. Uh, I used to, before that, I loved food. I enjoyed everything I ate. I never thought about how many calories or fat grams were in it. I just loved my food. As soon as I put myself into the position where somebody was going to judge my body and I started counting calories and fat grams and carbohydrates and sugar grams, it screwed up my head. It took me a very long time to get that out of my system. And even to today, there's a lot of foods that I just don't eat them because I actually know how many calories are in them because I used to eat them when I competed for bodybuilding. Uh, so now I'm really cool about new foods that come onto the market so that I don't I never look at the label anymore. I don't want to know how many calories are in there. I don't want to know how many fat grams or carbohydrate grams or, or what's the macronutrient percentage split. I'm not interested. Now, I'm just sharing that with you because do I have the right to say that? No. But the way I eat and the way I exercise has given me the same weight, the same size, the same energy level. This, this, the, I love what I see in the mirror. I'm, I, I love the way my exercise and food fits into my lifestyle. I'm not asking you to eat and exercise like me. All I'm asking is that you do the same thing. Whatever you do, whatever you choose for food and exercise, is it giving you a stack of energy? Are you always performing at your best? Do you love what you see in the mirror? Are you getting the results that you want long term? Not sometimes I'm fit and sometimes I'm not fit. Sometimes I'm in great shape, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I look good in my clothes and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm a happy, positive person and sometimes I'm miserable and depressed. As a leader, as an exercise professional, is it possible that people will be looking into our life and going, is she the real deal? And if we're doing this, it just means that sometimes we're the real deal. And in a court of law, that's where they, where they will catch you every single time. If you are inconsistent in any way, shape or form, the, the, the prosecution will take everything you say and throw it out because you're not doing, it's not consistent, regular. What you're doing is not who you really are. And I just use a court of law as an example because I think that one day our profession will be held accountable. We will actually have to answer to the dodgy exercises that we give people. We'll have to answer for the silly, fanatical eating plans that we give people. And I don't want to be that person. I just want to live my life as a living, breathing example of a healthy, fit, strong person. And then everybody that comes into my life, every client, I want to be able to ask them the question or questions what do you want to do? What do you want to do next? What do you want to do for the rest of your life? Why is that important to you? Where would you like to do that? When would you like to do that? How will you feel when you do it? 
How will you feel if you don't do it? Let's make sure that you do. Are you on track or off track and how much help do you need from me? If you were your own high performance eating and exercise coach, what advice would you give yourself so I can base their program on what they believe in? Then what help do you actually need from me so I can give you that help? And then as a professional, I customize and tailor the entire eating and exercise plan to suit that person, that unique individual person. Not from my opinion, not from my beliefs or convictions, but how does a human body work in relationship to each individual person that's in front of me? And could that be an excellent philosophy for us as exercise professionals? Could that be a great question?